What's good, everybody? It's your homegirl, Natasha Daniels. Uh, happy Friday to you. I pray that everybody's had a really, really, really good week. Um, pray that you've been blessed by your week. Um, listen, I want to say thank you to everybody who downloaded um, and who had an opportunity to stream and or listen to Go With God last week. It really, really, really was a blessing to me. Um, I appreciate all the love and all the support. And I'm just going to keep on keeping it 100 with you guys. Um, shout out to my family. Uh, shout out to my husband. Uh, shout out to to my friends, everybody who um, constantly gives me encouragement um, and allows me to be me. There are so many things that I've had the privilege of going through in life, um, but you don't always have an opportunity to share. And it's not about me. You know, I'm not sharing because it's about me. I'm sharing because I pray that uh, with a little bit of insight that I'm able to give you guys on a week to week basis, um, you guys will begin to see that you're not the only ones who go through. I'm not the only one who goes through, but there definitely is something that God has to say about every situation that we do go through. Um, so I love God with all my heart. If you haven't been able to tell by now, I love him with everything in me. But um, let's go ahead and get started for today. Let's go ahead and get started for today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bless you and I honor you. I thank you so much for this platform and I thank you so much for this opportunity to use my life as a victorious testimony to how great and how amazing you are. I really wouldn't be able to, to, to even talk, to be here if it wasn't for your mercy and your compassion. Every day is not easy, but I thank you for being faithful to me. I thank you for allowing me to be me. And I thank you, God, for shining your light greatly through me, through all of us. I pray that today's encounter is full of you and full of your glory, that you would get the honor and the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So listen, so um, I'm very private. A lot of people do not know a lot about me, uh, nor my husband. You guys may see me as an artist and you guys may get the opportunity. Like I've had a couple of videos um, with like me and my friends where I'm doing like the earwax video and um, shout out to, to Q for uh, to Kier for um, making that come alive don't ask me why I do half the stuff I do but as I've told you guys before if you don't know much about me definitely listen to season one so that you get an opportunity to know more about me so you know where a lot of this stuff comes from um but a lot of my life is 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 genuinely pretty private um but I'm ready to talk about some things and I'm grateful because in season two you guys are going to learn a lot more about me um but you're really going to learn a lot more about who God is in my life um so of course that's why this is called go with God so let's go ahead and get into it. So today is a big, big topic. Um, I'm going to do my best not to cry, but uh, today's a big, big topic. It's kids or no kids. And I'm 34 years old, and a lot of people ask, hey, when are you and Jasper having kids? You know, when are you guys having kids? And uh, truth of the matter is, Jasper and I have been together for 15 years. Um, we've been married, though, going on 10 years. Shout out to the 10-year club. November 23rd, 2023 will be 10 years. I don't know how I made it, but thank God I made it. Because uh, a few times, homeboy almost, you know, almost got got. <laughs> no, but um, all jokes aside, so we've been together for, for 15 years. We've been married for 10. And, um you know, just briefly into Jasper and I's history since the first, you know, our first year of being together, I accepted the fact that Jasper was going to be going through a lot of things that he was going to need some, some, some help with. 
Um, and I'll talk about that in a whole nother podcast because I would like for him to be on it as well. Um, but not only was I in his life to help him kind of get through some things, but he was in my life to help me find me and find my purpose. Um, so like I said, we'll talk about that at another time. So long story short, let's move it forward. So over our time together, we've, we've kind of travailed through a lot, um, his father passing away, his godmother passing away, my grandmother passing away. It was crazy because when my grandmother passed away, two years later, his father passed. And then a couple of days later, his godmother passed. Um, and that's not, you know, just talking about uh, a lot of the things that we've been through just on a day to day basis. But we have major milestones happen. Uh, we started our church. We started the ministry. Uh, not too long we were already doing it the bible studies and stuff before jasper's father had passed away um but then once his father definitely you know had passed jasper kind of he had to take on not just the role of being the big brother but I, I really think for jasper he had to take on a role of finding himself without his best friend um and his best friend was his father um so i honor and i love the late reverend jasper t daniels jr he was an amazing man um, between him, Holy Spirit, and Jasper, um, the later years of my life, they have really, really helped to to stretch and grow me into the person that you guys get an opportunity to hear uh, me being today. Because everybody who knows, knows I wasn't trying to be no first lady. And I definitely wasn't trying to be a pastor's wife. But sometimes you can't help who you fall in love with. Um, so fast forward, um, we got married in 2013. We also started the church in 2013. And everything was going great. You know, Jasper and I were not ready to have kids uh, right from the rip. Uh, we were still trying to establish ourselves. We we're still trying to get our lives together. And, um, you know, so we used the proper precautions in order to uh, not have kids uh, straight from the gate. Um, and then not too long after that, in 2015 and 2016, um, as you guys know, uh, my husband got diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called dermatomyositis. Um and so with that, a lot of people had not heard of it. Um, we definitely had not heard from it. Uh, but if you know anything about myositis, it's a chronic inflammation um, of the body. Uh, it causes your, your, your muscles to flare. It causes your joints to become extremely stiff. Tendons, um, ligaments, you know, you, you, you can't move. It's painful. Um, and so with dermo, uh, just a little medical lesson for you guys with dermo. It means that it comes with skin rashes as well. Peeling of the skin or that there's a skin condition associated with it because of the chronic inflammation that's going on on the inside of the body. And so um, it was extremely tumultuous and scary um, because Jasper was losing um, his ability to function. Um, and I'm not talking about uh, in the bedroom. I'm talking about his ability to walk, his ability to um, get up out of the bed, his ability to hold objects. Um, it, it came out of nowhere and it was extremely scary. Um, so after about a year of testing and those who were a part of Powerhouse during that time are very familiar with the story. But just to catch the rest of the world up uh, during that time. Um, when he got diagnosed, he had to have uh, biopsies done. Um, he had neuropathy uh, in his feet and in his legs, um, lost probably about, Jasper was chunky. <laughs> Together, uh, Jasper and I, like I had gained 100 pounds since being with Jasper. That's why I'm fluffy now. <laughs> and Jasper had gained quite a bit of weight. That's love weight, y'all. That's love weight. Um, but all jokes aside, uh, Jasper probably had lost 
almost all of his weight during the time of, of him being sick. He hadn't lost anywhere from um, 60 to 75 pounds in a matter of a few months. Um, it was to the point where a lot of people were even thinking that he had weight loss surgery. Um, he did not. We have not gone under the knife for weight loss surgery. His condition was closing up his esophagus, wasn't able to eat. Um, so, you know, they had put him on some steroids and other medications, heavy medications, um, gabapentin, um, methotrexate. Um, eventually, further on into Jasper's condition, he's been on a lot of different treatments. Um, in order to manage the inflammation, I thank God for technology and for information because we now know that a lot of inflammation also does come from gut health. Um, that's a whole nother topic. I'm not getting into debate with with medical and holistic, you know, just in general, the body, you know, we believe that the body has everything that it needs to help. But we also believe that doctors and scientists are here to assist um, until the body can recover. So with that being said, uh, Jasper was heavily, heavily, heavily on a lot of medications. Um, oftentimes we were living, um, in Willingboro at the time. Oftentimes I'll have to drive him around, um, in order to get him to go to sleep because he started developing insomnia. Uh, prednisone started to, to cause, uh, water to build up, um, in his body. Um, he started getting a few, a few times he had, uh, had, um, some issues with his pancreas. It was a lot. It's been a lot. Uh, we're not officially out of the woods yet, but I thank God that over time, you know, the, the condition has become way more manageable. Um, so I bless God for that. But with all that being said, the fact that we just flat out didn't know, uh, we didn't know exactly how it would affect if it was genetic, if it was an inherent. Um, and so Jasper and I made the, uh, decision to to not yet have kids not to make mention the fact that having a child on top of taking care of somebody who's sick is was not going to be easy my mom had been doing daycare all of her life um as far as you know as far as me being born is what I mean to say my mom's been in the daycare business shout out to uh, my mom who's an amazing teacher uh, she's been doing daycare for a very long time and the truth of the matter is I'm aware of what it takes to have kids, <laughs> but I always jokingly tell people, hey, I can give them kids back. <clears throat> when they're your kids, you can't give them back. And so I laugh about that all the time um, because, in other words, I honor the commitment of having a child and what it takes to keep up and rear up that child. Um, and I wasn't going to be able to do that with taking care of Jasper with taking care of our church, um, with taking care of myself, with working a full nine to five job, um, and also with not being able to, or potentially um, have a kid. I, I just, I couldn't do it by myself. So I know some people are like, oh, so sad. Well, why are you telling us this? I'm telling you all this because it made me bitter. I got to a place where, when, before I met Jasper, I didn't want any kids. I was determined to be a bachelorette, okay? <laughs> um, I was going to go to the WNBA. Shout out to my homegirl, Ivy. She could tell you right off the bat, like, I was going to the WNBA. Um, I was going to just live my life. I did not want to get married. I had grown up in a split home, so marriage was not at the top of my priority list. And I definitely didn't want no kids because as a 
previously stated, you know, my mom had kids all the time and I'll be a great auntie. You know, I'll be a great cousin, but I'm straight. <laughs> I didn't want any kids. Um, but it's crazy how when God links you up with somebody, the pain of your past gets healed. It has the potential to get healed. And when I met Jasper, he opened me back up to dreaming. And I'm not talking about like daydreaming. I'm talking about desiring and dreaming things that my experiences had kind of pushed me in a state where I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to dream about that. I didn't want to allow that to be in my grasp and to be in my reach. And so after being with Jasper since 2007, you know, everything that happened and us finally getting married and let's wait a year, let's wait two years to officially get ourselves established, you know, because times, even though it hasn't been that long, even over the last three years, things are completely different. Like I remember working at Dunbar and getting paid, I think it was nine twenty five an hour. And then I had like boosted myself up to like $13 an hour or whatever. You guys are is starting minimum wage at like 19 Things are just different. <laughs> Things are different. But that was the goal. You know, we had just purchased a truck. We were saving up for getting a home. And and then we, you know, we got hit and it forced me to have, you know, forced us to have to move. All that good stuff. So I said all that to say what became a responsible decision started to become a perpetual, we can't, we shouldn't. And it started to rip me up as a woman. It started to rip me up as a wife because I don't have, I didn't have, and isn't this crazy, sidebar, isn't this crazy that during my live recording, one of the things that I talked about was Hannah and Penina and, and, um, you know, the story of how they did not, or how she didn't have a child. And I never knew that that was going to start to become my reality, that, having a child really does mean something to women. Remember, most of my mindset was, I don't need no kid. I don't want no kid. I'm not having no kid. But the truth of the matter is, it started to do something to me because I no longer had a choice. And I think that was the part that I never really took into consideration was the fact that, Tasha, you don't, you're not having a choice. Um, And it absolutely started breaking me. It started breaking me, not that I made a conscious decision not to have a kid, but it started breaking me that now I potentially couldn't have a kid. And for some people, it's like, well, why couldn't you have a kid? Jasper's condition is still so rare, but yet it's starting to become more, uh, you know, they're starting to get more information on it. I didn't want to take the risk. Then what turned into me not wanting to take the risk is now turning into, I don't want the burden. And now what's turning into, I don't want the burden is I'm not capable. And now what's turning into, I'm not capable is it wouldn't be fair to the child because we're not a hundred percent. And I remember people saying all the time, you know, you're never really ready to have kids, never really ready to have kids, but not this way. And making that conscious decision started to become something I was so bitter. I was becoming bitter about. I was scared to have a child at this point. So now here I am, it's 2018, 2019, 2020, and the likelihood of me having a kid 
is getting further and further and further and further away. Um, I'm going to, to bridal showers and, you know, my little sister's having one shout out to, to Charnel. Um, my godson is due soon. Um, you know, they're having a, another child, but I remember going to their event and after I left just in the car crying and Jasper's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm celebrating people having kids and we're not having one. You, you got to remember what I said. I didn't want one. Meeting him made me want one. And then I decided we should wait for one. Now we shouldn't have one. Now I can't have one. All those stages, I felt like God was playing with me. Just, just why didn't you just let me leave the door shut? I didn't need to have a kid. I wanted to have a kid because you sent me somebody in my life that I admired and they loved being a son. I admired the family dynamic and how Jasper loved his father. I wanted to not only give that for him, but I wanted to create a world for my kid that wasn't broken. I started having those feelings to turn around and put us in a predicament where if I have a kid, I run the risk of them inheriting an autoimmune condition or I'm running risk. I'm running the risk because you guys don't know about this condition. And I, I watch my husband struggle and now I can't because if I do, you know, how am I going to run the church and how am I going to be a wife and how am I going to work full time? How am I going to take care of my husband who's sick? And raise a newborn. I got bitter. I got bitter because God opened me up to a possibility. That is closed. It's seemingly closed. And. <laughs> every time. There was somebody who was having a baby. I would be so excited. Please, please. Anybody who's had a baby. Do not think. I was not excited. I'm excited because I love kids. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't sting to not be able to have your own. Not to make mention the fact that my marriage was hard. My marriage was getting harder because now not only do I have to deal with the sickness, but I have to deal with the effects of the sickness and I have to deal with the mental instability that the sickness is creating. I have to deal with the pressure of, you know, <laughs> living out my vows early. And um, it did something to me. In my marriage, my marriage now is becoming difficult because the sickness is becoming a stressor. And let me say this to all those who are desiring to get married. Please, before you get married, make sure that you want to be committed and make sure that you want to put in work. If you don't want to put in the work that comes with life, while having somebody else with you, please don't, don't, don't have marriage. And I'm sorry, I, you know, it's a little emotional for me because these are parts of my life that only my close family or my friends would know. And some, you know, from my church family, but you know, I need to talk about this stuff because I'm not the only one who's going through it, who went through it. And so, um, 
look, if you're not willing to put in the work for the marriage, if you're not willing to make it a team effort of 100 and 100, sometimes it's going to be 30, 30, 70, and sometimes it's going to be 20, 20, 70, and sometimes, I mean, 80, and sometimes it's going to be 50, 50. Listen, but the goal is that it's 100, 100, meaning I'm putting in 100 effort and my spouse is putting in 100 effort. If that's not what you're willing to do, don't get married. Because it's not that marriage is hard. It's marriage is hard when you don't work at it. And then what makes it even more complicated is the stressors that come with marriage, right? Job loss. In in our case, it was sickness and it was job loss. It was the pressure of our church, uh, of getting our our church to, to stand uh, on its own two feet. Uh, the stressors of whatever those stressors are complicate the marriage, but they aren't the defining factors of the marriage, right? So I just wanted to throw that in there and I'll have more talks about marriage because I, the divorce rate is appalling to me. Um, and it just really just shows a lack of people wanting to put in the work. But we can talk about that another time. So, Because I, I only got a few minutes today. So I'd given up on, get, on having kids. And to talk about it was painful. I would go on like these little apps. Jasper and I, we would go on these little apps and we would take pictures um, or we would like take pictures of ourselves and and try to figure out what our kid would look like if we were to have a kid. And Jasper and I have already picked out their names and we had done this in the beginning and it, it's not going to change. You know, Zariah McKenzie, Zamar Michael, uh, Gabrielle Elise, and of course, Jasper the fourth, you know, we kind of already had it in our heads you know, what we wanted to be, how we wanted to be. And for each of our children, we're going to grace them with a business. Uh, Zamar Michael, you know, will have his business, Zariah McKenzie and, and Gabrielle Lee. Everybody would have their business in Jasper the Fourth, and we would set them up because we believe that the names that God gave us for them, you know, they mean things. So like, you know, if I say Gabrielle Lee, we saw her being like a dancer. We saw her into the arts and, you know, Zamar Michael playing the instruments and, you know, doing doing his thing and and Zariah McKenzie she's just beautiful she's a beautiful little princess and and of course Jasper the fourth is is this cute little uh uh uh, uh baby who is the combination of Jasper and I to the fullest you know he's shy and he's quiet and we had picked all this stuff out we started dreaming and that dream is gone the dream is gone so I thought and the reason why I say that is because about a year ago, I was in church. We were in church. And one of the youngest prophets in our church, God bless her soul, I'll keep her name <clears throat> out of it, um, just getting into high school, not even in high school, I think at the time, but just getting into high school. And she said, Pastor Jay and Pastor T, can I come over and can I say something to you guys? When I was in worship today, I really felt this in my heart today. I said, sure, what's up? And she said, I don't know what it is, but I keep seeing twins. She said, I keep seeing twins for you. She said, and God said, don't worry about you being too old. She said, don't worry about you feeling like you're not going to be able to keep up. She said, God has got you both where the babies are going to be beautiful. And they're going to be dedicated back to God. And she went on and she went on. And 
she gave me hope again. And people have prophesied about us having kids, but there are people who know us, you know, and I'm not saying that their prophecy wasn't real. I'm just simply saying I wasn't able to receive it. That is what I'm saying. But when she came up and when she said that to Jasper and I, it brought me to my knees in tears. And it brought me to my knees in tears because she had no idea that Zamar Zamar Michael and Zariah McKenzie, we wanted them to be our twins. She had no idea of anything. Meanwhile, she's 14 years old. But I knew it was the Lord. I knew it was the Lord because there were details that she made mention of that nobody would know unless you are our family or unless you were Jasper and I. And so I have finally started to heal from not being able to have a child for the first 10 years of Jasper and I's marriage. And I wanted to leave with this because the Lord gave me scripture in Ecclesiastes. He said, for everything, there's a season and there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And we all know that. But when he showed me verse nine and verse 10, he said, I have seen the travail, which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised therewith. In other words, he made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he set eternity in their heart yet so that man cannot find out the work that God hath done from the beginning of time to the end of time. What am I saying to you? Man has a burden of operating in time with timeless dreams. It takes maturity to understand that God has already purposed everything in your life and your responsibility is to honor him with your life so that he can give you good things. Our responsibility is to always make God our priority. Our responsibility is to have relationship with him at all times. So what is the travail? The travail that God has given to every man is time. The the travail or the pain point of man is time. The burden that we have is time. The pressure of time, the pressure of cramming eternity into time. And I want to encourage somebody today. I don't know when God's going to do it for you, but I know that he's going to do it because everything that he made is beautiful. Not only is everything that he made beautiful, but this 10 years, I'm thankful that we made a decision prior to Jasper getting sick to not have kids because imagine what our life would have been like my life the 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 continued stress and struggle would have been like if we had a kid and he was sick now for those of you let me just put the disclaimer out there I'm not saying that God would not have provided and I'm not saying that God would not have made a way but sometimes when you're in the middle of things and when you're in the middle of life you feel like God is taking things away from you But I have learned and I am healing from that immature mindset to understand, to better understand God's not taking things away from me. God is orchestrating things in my life to allow me the ability to succeed, to allow me the ability to grow, to mature. But because of time, 
time has a way of putting us in this space of anxiety and in this space of worry. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt that <laughs> that before the end of the year, you guys are going to hear my testimony that I'm pregnant. And I'm putting that here on this podcast because it needs to be a reality. And as I'm saying it, you know, I'm nervous because I know what's going on in my life. I know what's going on in my marriage. I know what's going on naturally with my church. And I know all the things that are going on. But I don't believe that God would have me release this if he wasn't going to prove himself to be. Ten years, Jasper and I's life has been dedicated to building, growing, thriving, succeeding, understanding, experiencing, learning. And even though it has felt like the most terrible 10 years because of a lot of the things that we have experienced from family to friend to relationship to church to each other to marriage, et cetera, except to work, to job. Being in it made us feel like we were never going to get out of it. But I come to let everybody know triumphantly every decision that you make is being orchestrated by God. And he is not taking anything away from you. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt that he is setting you up for greatness and for great things. So to answer the question, kids, no kids, Jasper and I are going to have kids. And I can promise you that God is going to get all of the glory because everything that he made is perfect. Everything that he made is beautiful. And for those of you that have been waiting and waiting, and that's the other part. I know people who have been waiting for us to have kids. And I just want to tell you guys, thank you. Thank you for never looking at our situation and writing off the fact or the notion that Jasper and I will be good parents. Also, thank you to all my God kids, all of our God children who allow us to be that. Caden, my first God child, Caden, Skylar. Um, And then also we have a godchild coming up. Thank you guys for allowing us to be godparents when we're doing it well and when we're doing a terrible job at it. I appreciate that. You guys actually have no idea the the seeds that you've deposited into us. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm grateful. So I want to just leave with this. In everything that you do, please make sure that you go with God. Jasper and I had no idea that this would be our season for upwards of 10 years. But I'm so grateful that not only is this season done and over with, but I can't wait to give the good report, take all the pictures and goo goo gagas about my baby, about our babies that will be born. God, I thank you for everything that you've done for me. And I thank you for everything that you've allowed me to learn. I thank you for everything that you've allowed me to experience. I even thank you that in this culture, it's starting to become cool to be an older parent. You don't have to be a parent at 16 and 18 and 25 and 30. I'm 34 years old and a lot of my life, I feel like I I wouldn't be able to keep up with my child. But I thank you, God, that the latter days of my life are going to be so much greater than the than the previous. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that anybody else who is experiencing or has experienced the hard decision of societal norms, cultural norms, but also your dreams and your goals. I pray that you wouldn't beat yourself up no more about it. 
but that you would allow God to order your steps and that you would allow God to be God in your life. I pray that this really, really blessed you and that you are reminded that for everything, there is a season. There is a time for every purpose under heaven. And I can't wait to see the purpose that God has ordained for Jasper and I in having children, not just for our own pleasure, but so that he can get the glory. I pray that those souls and that those babies that are born to us, that they would give God their very best in everything that they do. I thank you, God, and I bless you. I encourage all of you to continue to stay steadfast, always unmovable and abounding in the works of the Lord. He's great and greatly to be praised. And I can't wait to give this victorious testimony in the year to come. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, that's the that's the, the run of the row. <laughs> kids, no kids, we're having kids. And I, I can't wait to, to do a follow-up on this specific podcast. So listen, if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing, um, first of all, thank you. If you guys want to sow, please sow into our church, sow into our ministry. Um, I don't yet have a cash out for Go With God because to be honest with you, it's not about money. Um, God is doing this strategically so that he can get the glory. But if you can, if you're listening to it, please tag this on social media, hashtag GWG Nation or hashtag GWG Podcast, hashtag NLD. Go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Twitter, any of those platforms. And if there are any apps or any platforms like, hey, Tosh, it's not on here. You know, we want to hear it on this platform. Let me know. Um, I could reach out to to the distributors for those platforms and see if they even have podcasts available. Um, but wherever, whenever, however, and as always, if there are specific topics that you guys want me to talk about, as always, go to gwgpodcast at yahoo.com. Send me an email so that way we could talk about it. All right. But I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I really do appreciate you. So until next time, as always, remember, guys, in everything that you do, make sure that you are going with God. All right. God bless you. Peace.